1: Work it, make it do
2: it, makes us honor, better, faster, stronger. Now, 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 that that, don't kill me, can only make me stronger I need you to hurry up, man Cause I can't wait much longer I know I got to be right now Cause I can't get much stronger Man, I've been waiting all night, man That's how long I've been on ya yeah, that's how long I've been on you. Yeah, I've been on you yeah, all week waiting for this time to come. you listen listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I'm happy to be here. It is hot in the valley as it always is. Don't ask me what the temperature is. It's triple digits. That's hot. That's real hot. Shout out to my man, Malcolm Jenkins. Get that money. Malcolm, uh. Sent me a text last week, and, and the young man was anxious to get into camp to take care of his business. And uh, I'm happy he got his money. I'm happy he's in camp, and uh, you know, hopefully he'll be healthy and he'll contribute to the Saints. This is a uh, kind of a bias. Couple seconds, I'm gonna take time out to uh, shout out to my boys from the Ohio State University, Beanie. Big Benny man, get healthy, stay healthy, handle that rock, take them boys back to the Super Bowl, yeah. So I think Big Beanie do the same, man. Did you wait? A kicker, a kicker. Did you all see the Hall of Fame game? I mean, I know he's from Ohio State, but a kicker faked a punt, <laughs> you know, and ran for a touchdown. I don't care if he was a high school running back. He was a kicker. And he, he ran the ball about forty or fifty yards. By the time it was all said and done, got to the end zone, had a little swagger, a kicker. Man. <laughs> something good. Something wrong. I know I know it was just the first preseason game. But something wasn't right about that, man. Wow. A kicker. You know, I don't care what he did. Jeff Fisher, shout out to Jeff. Jeff always being creative early in the year, get you thinking about some things. I bet they won't be rushing his punter no more, trying to block a punt. <laughs> hey, I, I can't wait. Uh, I got a couple of special guests that's going to join me on this show today. Um, You know, you never know. Sometimes I may have guests. Sometimes I may not. I like to do this, you know, by myself sometimes. I'm sure some of you have been there before. You know how it is to do something by yourself. You're in a space by yourself. You get a chance to enjoy it. Talk to those out there who've been listening for so long, and I appreciate them uh, tuning in to the show. And, uh, but I'm going to have a, a couple special guests. Uh, my man Hanford Dixon. Hanford's going to finally give me a call. Hanford and I spoke, I think, uh, maybe last year this time. And uh, just want to talk to Hanford about uh, what it was like down here in Canton, Ohio. This weekend, Hanford spent some time. Shout out to Ozzie Newsom. Ozzy and uh, Hanford spent some time together. And uh, it was a great weekend in my hometown, Canton, Ohio. Again, I didn't make it back. Dave Mott's shout out to Big Dave. Apologize there, big fella. Dave had everything laid out there for me and I didn't make it back. But um, next year I will be there. And uh, another great weekend. Pro Football's Greatest Weekend in Canton, Ohio. Some great induction speeches. Um, You know, I was, uh, you know, just chills every time I watched that because I just, uh, first of all, just lucky enough to play with some of the, play against some of those guys, and uh, they're all very deserving, and it it was just, it was special. And then, of course, to see the owner from the Buffalo Bills, to see him inducted. Uh it was just amazing as well. But it's uh it, it's one of those things where you know, whatever whatever you do in life, you have to make sure if you're a football fan, you just cannot miss the opportunity to be in Canton, Ohio doing pro football's greatest weekend. It's it's one of those things where you will never ever regret. It it's money you can save up. Very similar to, you know, saving up money going to the Super Bowl. You know, you'll you'll never regret those dollars that are spent. Never, it'll be a lifetime memory for you. It's a father son, brother brother, uh, mother son family event. It's one of those kind of things that it will be. It'll be a lifelong treasure, of which you will never. Ever forget. And I, I've given Hanford the wrong number. And I apologize for that, Hanford. I've given you the wrong number to call in. And so that's my that's my fault. For all those out there that are listening, I told you Hanford would be on the line. I've given him the wrong number. So with technology, what do I do? I simply have to text him the right number. Well, why don't I just say what the number is? So all of you out there who would like to call in, the call in number is 346 Four four, <laughs> I gave him nineteen forty four, but uh, so Hanford will be joining me. That's a mistake on my part, but that's that's what technology is for. So w- even when you go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and, and you're there, you can text your friends and, and let them know about the experience. You could be tweeting, twittering, tweeting whatever it is, playing around, <laughs> you know, and, and enjoying yourself. But it is it's 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 one of those memories again that's just. You'll never forget it. I went there as a kid, continued to go there every year as a kid. Uh, just got finished. Shout out to my man, uh, Louis, great fan of the movie. Uh, they were there doing some things. Lewis will be called in later, too. He's the other special guest we're going to have on the show today. Um, but it is just, uh, again, the memory will be there. You can capture the mem- memories with technology today. You can share with your family. You can upload it. You know, it's just, again, go there, Pro Football Hall of Fame's greatest weekend in Canton, Ohio, every year is the induction ceremonies. And uh, I think at this time I got to apologize, but I'm going to stop apologizing and just go ahead and introduce, you know, one of the greatest cornerbacks to ever play the the game of pro football. I believe that's Hanford Dixon. Is that Hanford on the line? Is with me.
1: Hey, man, top dog to you.
2: (laughs) Hey man, I, and I I apologize uh, for that, Mister Top Dog, because I, you know, you you made me call you Top Dog, which I wouldn't, I refuse to. When I came into Cleveland area in 1986, I'm telling our age now, Hanford, and uh, but man, you are the top dog, man. How you doing there, Hanford?
1: But see, Ray, what it is, see, so you're one of those guys that were too. You were not, you know. I know you're out of Ohio State and the Kent McKinley and all that whole area, but you were not a disciplined guy back then. And you know we had most of the guys trained, but you know you was a rebel, <laughs> and you came in. You refused to say hello, Mister Top Dog. But that's all right. I I, I I forgive you. I'm good, my friend. How you doing?
2: Well, I'm doing wonderful, man. But see, you you you, you came into my territory. First of all, uh, you came in there, and 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 I tried to walk into my house. You know how it is to walk into your house and another man is sitting up and got his feet propped up on your couch. And, and that's what I felt like when I walked into uh, Cleveland, Ohio, to, to <laughs> Cleveland Stadium, just just an hour down the road in Canton, Ohio, and and have to pay homage to someone else who has now established themselves as top dog. I mean, I, like Rod Woodson said, he, he wanted to be a Raider because that's what he started. I started off as a dog, and now <laughs> someone else has come in there Changed the name from Cleveland Browns and made them the Cleveland Dogs and had everyone just eaten out of his hands. I, I couldn't mm-hmm. believe that, but but Hamper man, listen, let me just say this to you because we 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 got a break coming up in, in a couple minutes though. Okay, I, I just want to say this I man. I, I gotta give you credit, and I, and I gotta when, I know you traveled down there to the Hall of Fame this weekend, and I I want to talk about that. But man, it's got to be frustrating to know because I know. You know, you one of the greatest cornerbacks to ever play the game, and to continue to go down there, and I, and I, and I, I want to pay homage to you for putting your ego in the back pocket and continue to go down there and support all the other guys that are going in. But is it frustrating, man, that your name hasn't been called, Jed Hanford?
3: You know,
1: it it, it it really is, Ray, and, and I have to say this before I really get into this. How much time do we have before we have to take a break? Well, we got about you know, we, got,
2: we got about two minutes, So and so music will okay. come in, and when you hear that music, okay. Dick, I'm going to take okay. us to a break, but we're going to come back.
1: Okay, it, 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 it really is, uh, you know, because when you look at myself, uh, you look at uh, Frank Minifield, uh, two guys who were just, uh, uh, I think we were uh, voted uh, the second best uh, Uh, cornerback tandem in the uh, entire NFL and they said the only reason why we didn't get number one was uh, because we didn't uh, go to the Super Bowl and we didn't win the Super Bowl. If that would have happened, obviously, we would have uh, uh, been voted number one. And it it hurts. I mean, uh, it it hurts. because And and there's a lot of different scenarios, a lot of different uh, reasons. Uh, Everybody say that uh, we're probably never going to get in the Hall of Fame, but that's all right. But it does hurt. But you know what, on the other hand, uh, played against guys like uh, uh, with Rod Woodson, uh, uh, who I think is a fine cornerback, not only a fine cornerback, but a fine individual, and uh, Big Sexy, who I call Bruce Smith, uh, guys like that, uh, it, it's all, you know, it's just a pleasure just to get down there and be a part of everything uh, with these guys going in. Because uh, even though uh, it doesn't seem like a guy like myself or, uh, Will uh, and I hopefully I'm wrong, we'll get a chance to get into the hall. I'm still happy uh, for those guys, and I could can, I not be more thrilled uh, to see them stand up on that podium and uh, have their career recognized because you know, Ray, there's two things. I mean, you play this game. I mean, uh, number one is you want to help your team uh, get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl and at the end of your career, I mean, you want to be recognized or be one of the all time greats. And the only way you could do that is to be uh, in the Hall of Fame. And uh, boy, I don't have to tell you about Canton, no, because you've been, you grew up there and you've known about that place uh, all of your life. And, you know, I'm just a country boy from Alabama. <laughs> You know, with the with, with the uh, with, with the uh, dirt roads, but uh, <laughs> but we'll talk a little bit more about it. I know yeah, yeah, we have to take a break in a minute, it. and we'll go
2: from there. That's right. We got a little music, so we're gonna take this break, and we're gonna come on back on the other side of the break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I got one of the greatest of all times on the line with me, Hanford Dixon, the original Top Dog. We'll be back after this. Message.
4: There's a fly
1: ball deep right goes O'Neal, he's up got it, with 2.8 seconds left, left to left. I don't care where they put him, this one is out of here. From
0: high
5: school to the pros, we, we, cover, everything. we cover everything.
0: Let your voice be heard,
5: Voice America Sports.
4: And the Voice America Sports Network.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
2: Okay, we're back. Of course you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. I'll give a shout-out to my man, Nick. Nick, of course, is the uh, new business manager, new business development manager for the Phoenix Suns. I met Nick the other day when they were having a taste of the NBA. Nick is uh, one of them homeboys from back there in Ohio, too. So shout-out to you there, Nick, and I will be giving you a call. Get back to my man, top dog, Hanford Dixon. Hanford, as we were going to break, man, you talked a little bit about you being from Alabama and, of course, me being from Canton, Ohio, down the road there. And and I appreciate the humility of, of you sharing with us how exciting it is to see some of the other uh, players uh, play the game. But, you know, I, I will say this, Hanford, and, and you can talk a little bit, elaborate a little bit about it. Um, going there and seeing those people who have were inducted and, and having the respect for them, I think one thing for sure you should know, and I'm sure you do, is – they have a tremendous amount of respect for you each time they see you and knowing that, that you should be there. So I'm certain that when you are there in Canton you get a chance to see so many people, you feel good knowing that whenever you got a chance to go up against a Hall of Famer, you got your thing done. Am I right?
1: Oh, you're exactly right, Ray, and I guarantee you it's something that I now could tell you. <laughs> when they want to give uh hand for Dixon, uh it, it was uh, you know, he came ready to play, uh, not just uh some of the time, but pretty much all the time. And you know what, that's one thing I had to uh I I learned uh in my early, early uh years coming from uh University of Southern Mississippi, uh obviously drafted first round by the Cleveland Browns. And um that was the biggest adjustment from for me because uh what happened was to me in college, you had to be ready to play like uh, every other week, uh, and, and in the pros, Ray, you and I know I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. You have to be ready to go, not every game, but every single play. I mean, you can't take a play off. And what happened to me was, I started off early in my career. I was a rookie, wide open eyes, uh, and you know, playing against guys like Len Stallworth and John. I mean, uh, Lynn Lynn and John, and Lynn Swan and John Stallworth, and, man, those two guys, they were beating me like a drum. I mean, every time you turn around, they was going up down the field catching a touchdown pass on me, and I remember a conversation I had with my dad, and he told me, he said, let me tell you something. He said, if you don't start to play the way that I know you could play and you know you could play and with the confidence that you have, he said, you're going to be back home with me. And he wow. said, now get, you. get your blood and go ahead and play football. And that's what happened, Ray. I just put it together, and you asked those guys. I started whipping up on them, and uh, plus I had a little incentive because the Steelers were supposed to draft me, and they said they didn't draft me because uh, – I was too short and I was admitted and I don't know where they got that because you ready, you know I'm not that short now.
2: I, I give you credit, man. I, I gotta give it a boom is the is, is the midget of the group. It's boom. Yeah.
1: It's, <laughs> we will tell him. he's not on the phone, so we'll talk about him right now.
2: <laughs> of course when we talk about boom, I want all you to know we're talking about Frank Minifield, but but that's our nickname. We got boom boom boom, give us a call, man. But but Hanfell, let me say this to you. Uh I know that when I came to the Browns, man, I, I had a choice, and, and and I thank God. Sometimes it's good to have a choice. I had a choice as to where to sign, and uh, they, they tried to, they did lock me in this room in in Indianapolis and, and told me to think about it. And all I could think about is, if you let me out of this room, and I get a chance to get to Cleveland with with Hanford and Frank Minifield, man, I'm going so fast, you know. And I just couldn't <laughs> wait to get there because listen. Although we came out of the same year, Hanford, uh, you know, I have watched you uh, for years, you know, and then you got uh, when the USFL shut down, then you got your counterpart over there, boom. And uh, talking about shutdown corners, I mean, you guys made my job very easy. And let me ask you, did you get a chance to see a coach this weekend? Buffalo played and uh, Catawas was coaching the secondary, am I right?
1: Right, uh I tell you who I did get a chance to see uh and and you would like this one. I got a chance to uh, see uh, Marty uh, uh, shoth. Oh yeah, man. yeah, I got a chance to talk to Marty, and of course, his wife Pat, uh, who is just an adorable woman, uh, got a chance to really spend some quality time with them because I hadn't seen them in a long time, and uh, the reason why I say Marty because uh, I remember my uh, uh, right before I was drafted. Uh, Sam was the head coach in Cleveland and he sent Marty down to uh, the University of Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg to uh, talk to me and interview me and he and I had such a nice conversation then you know obviously you know after Sam left the Browns Marty became head coach and uh, with you while you were there uh, he was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns but I had a chance to uh, uh, sit down and and, and talk to him and Pat and uh, Right, you know, I don't. Again, I don't have to tell you, but it's just anyone that are listening to this conversation. Before you uh, leave this earth, if you have not been down to Canton to the Football Hall of Fame, it's it's a trip I think you have to make, uh, and you also have to get there when they're having all the festivities and and the Hall of Fame game and, and inductees and everybody there. It is just uh, it is just so nice. And here's the thing. You know, it's a family event, too. You can take your whole family because, man, there are no problems or nothing. It's just a good time, good eating, uh, good food, and good football.
2: Well, I'm glad you said that, Hanford, because I, I've been uh, telling the listeners for years since I've been doing this show that they have to make it back to Canton, Ohio. Shout out to Dave Mott's and the outstanding job that they do there at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And my good friend there, too, Steve Perry, who is the executive director of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you know they just do an outstanding job and I just be, before we go Henry, you're going to stay on with me but be, I I just want to say one thing about Marty Shtenheimer and you know pe- very few times when people get those behind the scenes stories but but I got to share this behind the scenes story <laughs> because you know it's it's like one of those things whereas each year when a coach is at the end of the season there are some coaches will bring each one of the players in and they will sit the players down and and they will have a conversation you know, kind of an evaluation, you know, like an exit meeting when you get fired, except we weren't getting fired. Well, some of us was, but, you know, some of us were not getting fired. They just want to have a conversation with you at the end of the year. So, this is my first year in Cleveland. The drive, I'm trying to get over the drive because it just happened a couple of days ago, maybe a day ago. And Marty brings, it's my turn to have a meeting. And I'll be damn, I go in and have a meeting, and Hanford Dixon walks in and says, oh, no, 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 y'all, two of y'all I ain't gonna sit down there and have no meeting without me. <laughs> I, I'm going to sit in on this meet. I'm looking at him, and I'm like, what's going on, man? I got to have my meat with you. Oh, no, no. If y'all don't have a meeting. I'm going to sit in this one. So me, <laughs> Marty, and Alfred sit there and have a meet. You, you thought I was crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I really thought you was crazy. And then here's the thing about it. And I took this from that point on, and I took it to people, and I ran with it. Because Marty said something to me, and that blew my mind. He said, well, you know, uh, both of y'all getting old. <laughs> I'm looking at each other. I'm like, what? Getting old, Coach? We just 26, 27 years old. We don't. Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. Oh, okay, why? You know, y'all getting old. But that's what let me know Now, when it comes to the National Football League, when you start pushing that envelope at 30, yes, it, 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 you you know, it's time for them to move on. They trying to make some decisions, but it wasn't no decision to be made at that time for us. We were having a good time. You you and you and Frank got a chance to go to the Pro Bowl, uh, you know. Y'all left me home, you know, so I had to watch it. You know, and I was very upset about that. But but anyway, we tried we when tried Marty brought us way. in there, and you and you bum rushed my meeting and told me to <laughs> meet. No no no, you you do y'all. I ain't gonna talk about nothing. I'm not I'm not in here. Be damn! Do you really think he is top dog, don't he? Hey, hey Ray, I wish.
1: I, I mean, I, I wish I could. Uh, some of the listeners out there now that we could really tell them some of the things that uh, that went on in our locker room. I mean, because not only did we play uh, good football, but we had so much fun with each other. I mean, just a little, uh uh, 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 oh, I, you know, and just like you said, you call Frank boom, boom. Uh, now you talk about the, a joker. Frank Minifield was, uh, at the top of this game, but it, it, it was just, oh, you know, I it just, I'm, I'm laughing just even thinking about it right now. Some of the stories and some of the things that we did, but hey, it was just fun. I, I and never, I would, I'll and, never I, and, and your job. listeners right now, if they heard some of these things, they would be laughing
3: too.
2: Oh, man, they would be laughing. i never forget to drive, man. Me and Boom, both of us talking about somebody got to get him. Somebody got to get him, Boom, <laughs> <laughs> You got to stop him. Somebody got to get him. You know, shoot, give me too much time. But listen, Hanford, I, I got a man who on the line who captures dreams. And he captures dreams through video. He, he actually makes movies. And, and he, he's making a great movie for the fans of Philadelphia. It's called Green Fan, the movie. And he's also going to make one. He doesn't know this, but he's going to make one about Top Dog and the Dog Pound in Cleveland, Ohio, starting Top Dog himself. So let me introduce you. Lewis, are you there? I'm here, brother. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Lewis, I want to introduce you to your next star of your next movie, Mr. <laughs> Hanford Dixon. Mr. Hanford, <laughs> Hanford Top Dog Dixon. Hanford, say hey, hello hey. to Lewis there.
3: Hey, Lewis,
1: what are we gonna, how are you doing? How, what are we going to do with him?
3: Um, I'm doing good, man. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to hatch those things out and, and get ourselves ready to do some work.
2: (laughs) Hey, listen, hey, hey, Lewis, when you hear some music, you know the script, we don't have to go to a break, but we're going to let Lewis, who got a chance to be there in Canton, as you said, Hanford, that every fan of sports needs to be there. Uh, Lewis actually is taking on a project of making a movie about the fans. And he started off there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And he, like I, hopefully will leave Philadelphia and go to Cleveland to get it right. <laughs> and and, and, and make, that, make that next movie. But, uh, Lewis, I know it was an outstanding experience, man. Uh, as I said, when we hear music, we're going to have to take a break. But uh, you did make that trip to Canton, Ohio. I believe you took your cameras with you. Uh, I believe there were a number of fans uh, and we call it those those unique fans that are going to be in the Hall of Fame as fans who were there with you. I'm going to let you talk about it on the other side of break. Hanford, you're going to come back with us as well. We're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'll be right back.
5: Here's a beauty. It is a five ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at the, shot. got it with 2.8
4: seconds
1: left From to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here.
4: From high
5: school to the pros, we we cover everything. Cover everything.
0: Let your voice be heard. Voice
5: Voice America Sports.
2: Listen to Rails Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. Got one of the greatest corners of all time, Hanford Dixon on the line with me. And of course, my uh, man Lewis from Green Fan the Movie just joined us. And 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 without me prompting him to say um, anything about it, Hanford started sharing with those listeners how great of a time. It is for a family to visit Canton, Ohio during Football Hall of Fame's Greatest Weekend. And now we have Lewis on the line with us. And, and Lewis, I believe this was the first time you ever had an opportunity to go into uh, Canton, Ohio during Pro Football Hall of Fame's Greatest Weekend, and you went there for a special project. Uh, I want to ask you to talk a little bit about that project. But before you talk about that project, can you also share with all those people out there like yourself like me and Hanford are currently fans, what your experience was in Canton, Ohio, during this weekend. Let me
3: tell you something, Ray. I, um, I, I, it's funny because now that I've been there, I wish I would have gone a lot sooner. The experience for me was, it, it was, was emotional. It was um, uplifting. It was, it, it was an amazing experience. I went with, with, with work in mind, but when I got there to the Hall of Fame, it was one of the most wonderful things that I needed to do. If you don't like a team in your city, if you like players, you know, you need to get there. You need to bring your kids. You need to bring your families. And, and, and it is, it's an amazing, amazing experience. If you call yourself a football fan, whether it's fantasy football, whether it's regular football, whether you've been watching your team and you're a diehard fanatical fan, when you get there, you can do nothing but – Hold back some of your tears, at least for me, to see some of the players that I grew up with, some of the guys that I love watching, some of the guys that I've met throughout making my film here the last three years in the Hall of Fame. You know, it was it was an amazing experience. The people were amazing. There were so many things going on. You know, the price, the money that it takes to go there and to be part of that wonderful weekend, it's not that much. You know, um... It, it was it was definitely an experience that that, that I will hold dear in my heart because it was my first time, and I guarantee you I'll be there next year with my kids.
2: Well, I, you know, again, it, it's something that I, I was blessed as, as a child, and, and I remember when I was a little boy, you know, you always hear people tell these stories about how they would go to an event and perhaps maybe didn't have a ticket to get in. They would stand outside the fence and outside the gate, and, and they would look in, and and I have one of those kind of stories, too, as well. And it was all about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And it really inspired me to really want to be a piece of something. There, You know, it's almost like the uh, Mean Joe Green moment, you know, of his, his commercial back in the day where he drunk the soda and kind of, you know, threw the jersey. You know, it was just the awe. Ah, and that's what it is. It's just the awe. Ah, and even as a player. You know, you know, it's the awe, you know, of just being there, in that environment, and I'm and I'm glad I, I've got two people. I've got a, one of the greatest players to ever play a game to express it the same way I have expressed it. That being Hanford Dixon, and now to have somebody like yourself, Lewis, who went there for a business, to express it. Were you able to get any work done while you were there? Well, I, I did get some work
3: done, but I was I was smart enough to be able to also have some leisure time, so I can. So I can enjoy myself, and I'm glad I did, man. Like I said, it was one of the most amazing things I got to meet Warren Moon. And let me tell you something about players. I don't know if it was just me, but every player that I saw during this weekend was more than happy to talk to me, was more than happy to smile, shake my hand, take a picture, or sign an autograph. Because while they were there... They were, at, they were at this holy place, and, and it, it was really an amazing experience for me. I, I can't tell you talking to Warren Moon, one of the best, best, best of all time African-American, you know, quarterbacks, you know, which, which is an idol to me, you know. And for him to come to me, talk to me, and, and, and give me a signature and just be so pleasant, just kind of rounded the whole thing off for of me. It was, it, was, it was amazing, you know. So I, I, it, was, it was a great weekend for me.
2: Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about You told you were there for work. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit? Those who are listening can hear. Perhaps maybe they may have heard the story before. But there's a, an additional part to your movie, which actually happened this weekend when you were at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And it seems like the Pro Football Hall of Fame has also acknowledged the fans. And so you were there to, uh, it was kind of the, you know, wrapping up. Uh, of of the movie, but tell us a little bit about the movie and then how the Hall of Fame tied into your movie. Well, our, our, my film
3: has been a documentary about fanatical Eagle fans all over the United States for the last three years. Um, luckily, one of those ten fanatical fans that we followed throughout the year was inducted into the Football Hall of Fame for fans. Now, they're no longer inside the Football Hall of Fame, but they still belong to the Football Hall of Fame. However that works out, you know that's what's happening right now. Sean Young, um, the unofficial Philadelphia Eagles mascot, the guy with the shoulder pads, face painted all the time, you know, was inducted this year. He being one of the characters in the film, I wanted to follow him and document this great, 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 you know, honor to be part of the Football Hall of Fame as a as a fan.
2: Well, that 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 that's something of which. Uh, I'm sure these people who have, you know, practically given their entire, you know, weekends, you know, to be a fan and sacrifice their, their families and and, and and their friends, if they're not, you know, friends that they met at the stadiums, they've been uh, finally, you know, paid tribute by, by you recognizing what they're doing and, and actually – you know, putting that to film. Uh, i want to ask Hanford. Hanford, have oh. you ever got a chance? I know there's one particular person that is a fanatical fan of yours, and uh, he may think that he's the top dog. But I know there is one person that gets a lot of camera action in Cleveland. Have you ever met that uh, that that fanatical fan there in Cleveland, Hanford? <laughs> you talk about big dog. Is that is that is that what he calls himself, Big Dog?
1: Yeah, he he calls himself uh, Big Dog. But what I was going to. Uh I was getting ready to piggyback in on the whole conversation uh, that you guys were having. Uh, Fans, you know, Lewis, I think this is a great thing because fans really, really never get recognized. And, of course, uh, I live in Cleveland, and I played pretty much my entire career here in Cleveland. And to me, the Browns fans are the greatest fans anywhere. I'll tell you a story. Uh, I never will forget, uh, back in uh, 1981, and I know I'm dating myself right. Uh, coming out of the University of Southern Mississippi, and we were getting ready for the draft. And I remember watching the uh, game where the Cleveland Browns, or you guys probably remember the game, the Browns were playing at a playoff game in, uh, I think it was 80, and they were playing the Oakland Raiders. And I remember watching that game, and I was a senior in uh, college, and, uh, you know, looking in the stands and looking at those Cleveland fans, and and you guys know how cold it gets here, just like it does in Philadelphia. Obviously, Ray has got a little bit better where he is right now. But uh, I, I see those guys, and they have their shirts off, and they have the face painted, and I'm telling you, it is cold, cold, cold. And I remember saying to myself, I said, man, those guys are nuts. They are crazy. There is no way that I would go and play for Cleveland Browns with those crazy fans. Those <laughs> people are nuts with their shirts off in the cold, cold weather. And look what happened. I was drafted in the first round by the Cleveland Browns, got to Cleveland, got a chance to meet these people, meet these fans. And I am telling you, they are so passionate about their football, and as I'm sure they are in, in not only just Cleveland, but all around the country. But I just get it, I got it firsthand here in Cleveland, and just un- unbelievable. And uh, just to recognize these guys, and I, I personally don't think they get recognized enough, because, Ray, you know we had the dog pound, and uh a couple of games. I remember coming out to the stadium. Didn't feel like playing. Wasn't really up for it until I walk out in the stand and I in the stadium and I see the fans, especially the ones in the dog dogtown, and run down there, shake their hands, and bark at them. They're barking back at me, and and, then, and that's all it took to get going. So, Louis, you know, I, I know this thing is just going to be a, a huge success because these guys they don't get recognized enough.
2: Hey, Lewis, and and uh, to kind of uh, extend. What, what Hanford's saying to uh, ask the question of you, uh, you you had to have met some other fans when you were there this weekend. Uh, is there anything that we should expect? Uh, you know, Hanford and I obviously are pushing and advocating for uh, uh, Fan Movie 2 to be in Cleveland. <laughs> and and, and, well, and Hanford's got a good friend named Brett Favre who's probably going to say, okay, Fan Movie 3 in Green Bay. But tell me about what, what you're, you know, what are you thinking in terms of plans? Is there well, going to be a sequel to this thing?
3: As, 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 as we're talking right now, we're, we're, we're looking at some different avenues, and we're hoping that we can, we can put something together so we can get recognition to all the NFL teams and their fanatical fans because you guys know more than anything else, if the fan is in there, the revenue isn't there the pay? Isn't there these guys aren't making the millions of dollars they're making? So you know these fans come out. I, I, I met them all. I met the dog this weekend. It was an amazing, amazing experience. I met the guys from the Black Hole, the Raiders. I met the piglets. I mean, I met every fanatical fan that you can think of this weekend. I met. So you know it was it was it was definitely an, an overwhelming experience. It was it was it was amazing. When you guys see green Fan, you're going to get a taste of what's going to happen. Um, and like I said, we're, we're looking into expanding into all the other other teams in the NFL and kind of showing the world how, how amazing some of these individuals are that will sell their homes, um, miss their, their, their dear friends or their family members' um, funerals, not to miss a game, you know. Um, and, and the unity that you get between the players and the fans and huh. family unity, you know, and, and, and how they grow up through years and years of years of following their teams. So, yeah, we're looking into expanding into all 32 NFL teams and um, giving everybody an opportunity to see how amazing this football game is and what it's done for that's, years and years and years. Hey Louis and Ray, uh,
1: I, I got a quick question for you guys. Uh, they say now, and uh, you know, I know you guys know those fans of Philly now. That's a tough tough crowd.
2: Hey, that t- hey, I'd like to see that tough crowd. I'd like to see the fans of Philadelphia go against the fans of Cleveland. But I'm gonna have to <laughs> see that and talk about that on the other side. of This break, both of you guys stay with me. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back after this break.
0: The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I
4: just, I just think that the coach made a mistake.
0: <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up or forever hold your mouth.
4: We around here. Voice America Sports. Voice America Sports Network. Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network.
2: The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a
5: five-ball deep right field. But-
2: Okay, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I want to give a shout out to two new friends I just picked up last week. That's Garrett and Doug. You know who you are. I'll be talking to you again later this week. Got my good friend and the man who covered the corner for me, Hanford Dixon on the line and 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 Lewis uh dream fan the movie and we were talking about sequels and of of the fan movie and, and I think Hanford wanted to try to get something started with you there, Lewis. He 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 wanted to make a case for the Cleveland Brown fans, uh being the number <laughs> one fans, you know, uh throughout the country. And uh, I you know, I just want to say Hanford, you know, uh, one thing about it and we certainly it's not that we appreciate it more when you leave the game because you certainly I certainly appreciate it, and I'm sure you did when you were playing but it's amazing in the way the economy is. I mean, we are in a, a true recession. And football stadiums, basketball arenas, are still being filled by fans, you know, all over the country. So I, I say that, Lewis, because did you, did you notice that the passion of the fan had, had not ceased regardless of the economy when you were there in Canton, Ohio?
3: Let me tell you something. Football... It's like alcohol. Football is like 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 that drug that that keeps you going. It's like that 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 best friend you can call in the middle of the night.
2: Hey, and
3: Football Hanford, and, and, during this time is going to be what people look to.
2: And Hanford, I want to say this to you because you you and I know this. We've experienced this. And, and i I think this is one thing Lewis that the fans have as an advantage over the players, and is that their experience as a fan, the majority of them they've been fans their entire life. but see players, what we're accustomed to is we've always been a part of the production side of the game, and so for us there there's like wow, a piece of your heart kind of gets torn out and ripped out when you can't do it and enjoy the game the way you experienced it for so many years. Now you've got to make an adjustment and start enjoying it from a different perspective. And I, it takes you a little while, but eventually you start adjusting to that perspective. But but, Hanford, there is a little transition that goes in there when you have to give up something that you, like he talked about that friend you called in the night, when you have to give up your, your greatest love other than your wife and your family, your children, when you have to give up the game.
1: Well, you know, and I, I agree because I think uh, just like you said, a good friend of mine, Brett Farr, is going through it right now. I mean, uh, you know, he's playing, he's not playing. Uh, he, he really. I, I, in my personal opinion, I mean, this is not him talking. This is me talking. Uh, my personal opinion, I, you know, I, I, I think he he knows that he, the game is, you know, is he need to give the game up, but he still want to play. I mean, he is still in him, even though he said he's not, uh, going to play this year. You still see him working out. You still see him, uh, uh, trying to get ready because this game is a difficult game to let go. I mean, especially when you play it as long as we played it, Ray. I mean, we started out playing this game. when we We're small and then we take it all the way up to, uh, Uh, high school and and college, and then to the professional level, I mean, it's really, really tough to give up the lights and the glare and and, and, and everything. But uh, I think we all know, though, when it's time to really let it go. Some of us, that's easier than for others, but uh, I think we all know when it's time to let it go.
2: And, you know, there was... I've heard this story told in different ways by many different people, and, I, and I'm going to tell my, my story. It's like sometimes we give it up prematurely, and, and I remember when I was a kid, I was in high school, and it was because I was scared. You know, I got pulled up, you know, to play varsity football when I was a freshman, and I go out there, and I'm playing with these cats. I'm like, wait a second. This is Canton McKinley High School. Ain't no freshman supposed to be up on the hill, as we called it, you know, playing <laughs> with these grown men. Grown-ass men, as as, as, as the entertainer <laughs> you know. So so I tried to tell my mama I was going to quit. And my mama said, boy, no, no, you said you wanted to play football. You get your butt out there and play football. So it was almost like. Getting beat up on the corner and your mama taking you back down to the stand up to that fight. She said, no, you want to play football, so you go back. I heard Rod Woodson said he tried to quit football. He did quit football. I heard Bruce Smith said he went out there, you know, one day. And, no, they must be crazy to play football. He wanted to go back and play basketball. So once you do that and you're quitting young and then you make that commitment to it and it's in your DNA, it's in your blood. Man, once it's running through your body, I agree with you, Hampton, it is so hard to get out but just to have that special connection and be a part of the game and now to be a fan like we are because we've made that adjustment and to be over on this side, I will be a fan forever, like those that you are celebrating, Lewis. And so I want to thank you for your time with us today, man. Continue to make this movie. I'm sure you're going to get some kind of award for it. Hanford and I will be at that award ceremony, and then you'll get an award for making the Browns fan movie as well. <laughs> so uh thank you for calling man and we're gonna check back with you.
3: Well thank you guys. Uh it's my pleasure to talk to two great players and uh you know, also great fans. We appreciate everything you did while you guys were playing. Um, you were amazing individuals and you're carrying that out too right now. So we appreciate all your time. Check out Green Fans of the Movie at Greenfans dot com and um feel free to you know, give us a call, send us an email. Um and you know, maybe I'll see you guys down there in uh in Cleveland with the with the dog hey, pound. There you go. Hey, Lewis, can you repeat that again? Come check us out at GreenFansTheMovie dot com.
2: <laughs> All right, Lewis. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate it.
3: <laughs> All right, brother. Take All
2: care. Right. Oh, hey Hampton, man. Ahead. Listen, you gotta tell me we gotta we got about three minutes to go, man. what's going on up there in Cleveland, man? They it's still a quarterback controversy. Uh Braylon finally's in camp. Uh, the head coach ain't playing around up in there, man. What, what should we expect from the Browns this year? What I know what you expect from them, but what should we really expect to get out of the team this year?
1: Well, Ray, I can tell you this. It's going to be interesting watching this football team uh, this year. Uh, uh, you got Mangini, who's coming to this from the Jets, uh, and he has really taken hold of this football team. He's really brought some discipline to this team. He, As you said, it, he is not messing around. He just released uh, defensive tackle uh, Sean Smith. Uh, Sean Smith has an altercation with one of the coaches, and he got him out of here. As you know, Sean Smith started last year yeah. uh, for this football team. Uh, huge, huge uh, uh, quarterback controversy uh, going on. battle, shall I say, going on for that job between uh, Derek Anderson, uh, who made the Pro Bowl, I think, a couple of years ago, and then, uh, of course, the uh, fan favorite. A kid out of Notre Dame, uh, Brady Quinn, every single one, body here wants to see Brady Quinn start as a quarterback position, except me, I disagree. I think Derek Anderson is the better guy, but uh, I tell everybody, I said, look, the chances of one of these guys going through the full season without getting injured is just not going to happen, so we're going to really need uh, both of these guys. Ray, uh, where he's come in, and I think it's helped his football team a lot, it's been the offensive line. Uh, you know, you had some of those guys on the offensive line that was that was averaging probably two eighty, two ninety. He really beefed up this line. Uh, he came in with the number one pick, a uh, kid, Alex Mack, who is like 3'11". Uh, I, I think if you look at it right now, that whole offensive line is going to average somewhere way over uh, uh, 300 pounds. Uh, defensively, I think we should be uh, strong. I mean, we've got two corners uh, uh, that should be playing a Extremely well now. Of course, we got Eric Wright.
2: Got about he's thirty seconds. The,
1: he's going to be at one corner, and McDonald, who's going to be at the uh, other corner. Uh, these guys—they uh, started all last year, so they should be even better. Of course, we got Ryan, and I'll hurry up. Who um, we're going to run the fourth 3 and who I like, but uh, DeQuell Jackson in the middle is should be a fine, fine player. And talking about Braylon Edwards. Hopefully, he's got his head on straight right now, and he's going to return back to Pro Bowl form.
2: Well, Hanford, I appreciate that insight on what's going up there in Cleveland, Ohio. You know, it's near and dear to my heart. The Browns always will be. I was a childhood fan of the Cleveland Browns like Rod Woodson. I returned back to the team that I loved. And thank you so much, Hanford, for making that experience in Cleveland, you know, one of the greatest memories I ever have in my life, man. Hopefully, we'll have Hanford here on Voice America Sports. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I am in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.